With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Child Whisper Podcast. I'm your host, Carol Tuttle, the author of the best-selling book, The Child Whisper. That is the book to help you raise happy, successful, and cooperative children. And this podcast is here to support that ongoing commitment and effort in your behalf as a parent. So thanks for joining me. The phone lines are open. This is a live call-in show, and I look forward to having you call in so I can support you in your parenting goals. The number to call is 347 677-1963, and then make sure you press the number one, and that will give my producer the heads up that you want to talk to me. Our topic today, I love it, how to connect and stop doing overs in your parenting. And I always love to start with a success story. And this success story was from a mom who read a recent post on the Child Whisper blog, Five Prayers Every Mother Needs to Utter. I highly recommend this post. Prayer was a big, big part of my, uh, or a huge resource in my parenting. And there were five prayers that I've noted in this blog post that were vastly life-changing for me and our family. And it really had a big influence on certain children's lives that things played out as a result of those prayers being uttered. So the blog post is five prayers every mother needs to utter. And this mom writes in, this success story came in. This success story came as a comment from a mom who read that post. And she writes, wow, this post is an answer to a prayer I just started saying a few nights ago. I prayed for help to learn how to pray better. I know the basics as prayer is a part of my daily life, but still needed some further inspiration and guidance. This is very helpful. Thank you, Carol. Also, it's a miracle I found the email this was in since it went to a folder I rarely check. Prayer works. Yes, it does. And in those five prayers, I give stories of the effect the five prayers that I've shared in the blog post have on the effect they had in our family to give you inspiration that prayer does work. It is a readily available resource that we need to be using consistently in our family. So check out that blog post. And I have another um, giveaway today. And my winner for um, 
I'm going to be giving away to a lucky caller a $25 credit to the Dressing Your Truth online store. And I've also chosen a question that will be featured today. And that $25 DYT store credit is going to be gifted to Carrie DeGazio for her question she submitted at parenting at liveyourtruth.com. So here, let's start with Carrie's question, then we'll get to the live callers. And remember, you could be the recipient of today's giveaway, so call in with your question. But Carrie writes, I think I'm a type two mom. Now, I wanna preface that, I'm gonna preempt that right here. She thinks she's a type two mom. She didn't say that with clear declaration and, and ownership of, yes, I am. She says she thinks. So to me, that right away suggests she might not be 100% confident in that. And I'm gonna take that into consideration now as I look at the dilemma she's now sharing in her question. She says, I'm at complete loss with what to do about my daughter who is now six years old. I feel like I'm crushing her spirit with my parenting. I have a copy of your book and have read it several times, but I cannot seem to figure out her energy type. I think she's a type one or a type three. She's a very caring, sensitive, emotional little girl, and she can be very sweet. She is mostly this way to others and her teacher rave about her. She has lots of friends of all ages. The trouble is that we don't see that at home very much. She is short-tempered, stomps her feet, stalls when asked to do something, doesn't seem to listen to us very much, and can be bossy and rude. I don't know what I am doing wrong. I'm yelling at her every day, instructing her to get ready in a more timely manner. She complained to me this morning that I tell her to do too many things at once, and I rush her. She also says that I talk too much to her, telling her what to do. We have to leave pretty early in the morning for me to get to work on time. Some days are great and others. I just feel my blood boiling and I, <coughs> excuse, <coughs> excuse me. I just feel my blood boiling and I start yelling and threatening to take away toys or events or special things we do. I know it's not her fault. It's mine and my husband's, but I need some direction about how to relate to her. I have feelings about her that really make me sad. I get so easily frustrated that I don't want to do things with her, and I want that feeling to go away. I want to enjoy the time that I have with her, but I feel like our mother-daughter bond is not very strong. Lots of clues in that question about each person's energy type. My first uh, recommendation is a blog post that's gotten a lot of shares on how to stop yelling at your kids, because... The fact that you're using that as a strategy to get your child to obey is highly dysfunctional. It's become the only thing that you're believing is working and it's becoming a pattern that's going to be long-term damaging and is breaking that bond for a long time. That bond can't grow if there's yelling. It just, it can't. There cannot be a bond if you're yelling to motivate your child and get them because now fear is the catalyst and that effort that if they're scared and maybe they'll do what I'm asking them to do because they're feeling threatened by me because that's what yelling does. And I have a very honest blog post about how I was a yeller and I had to own that and I had to become a recovered yelling mother. So check out that blog post first because that has, that needs to stop. Now, you don't, what I'm seeing are two things. You describe your daughter as sensitive, caring, emotional, and that in spaces where she feels safe, 
which is apparently in the classroom with teachers and outside of your home, your daughter feels safe. So she's feeling safe enough to be yourself, which is sensitive, caring, um, emotional. So she's not a type one or a type three. All those words are type two. We're, you're describing a type two child to me. Then as you talk about yourself, you tend to have a short fuse. You say you get really reactive. You didn't use the word reactive, but you're describing yourself as being highly reactive to not getting the result you want from your child. And you're then resorting to yelling to get the result you want her to move into quicker. That sounds like a type three to me. That does not sound like a type two mother. Because that's not behavior you would see so um, over and over and over from a type two parent. So I think you've got your energy types confused here. Your daughter gave you your biggest clue when she said she was being honest with you. Mom, I don't, you talk to me too much. See, in type threes, when they're not heard, when they, when they feel they're not being heard, we talk a lot. We, we push it. We, we have to keep talking to try and get through. So we, we, we will be told we talk too much. We, we just can't let it go. We just go over and over and over it. And then she feels rushed by you. So there's that push energy involved and that you're asking her to do too much at one time. That all describes the type three mother just following what's a natural tendency that's not being managed um, consciously in an effective way in a type two child's response goes into retreat. They go into, uh, they want to energetically remove themselves. They retreat from that. So I think your biggest, the biggest thing going on here is I think there's some misprofiling happening. So consider the possibility that you're a type three mom with a type two daughter. And maybe there's some things about that type three energy that were shamed in your childhood that you've been avoiding that. And you don't want to feel that shame because owning that is your true self feels shaming to you. And you need to move through that shame from whatever was uh, presented to you in your childhood so that you can come alive in a healthy way, in a balanced way to support this child who you described as sensitive, caring, and emotional, that she's not responding to your push and your loudness and your insistence. And she's telling you that. I can't do it the way I can't respond, Mom. I cannot. You're energetically shutting me down is what she's telling you. And I can't counter that. I'm going into... Um, trauma state mom <laughs> I'm going into retreat mode so and then read the post about the yelling but thank you for your honesty I appreciate that you were willing to be that so let's not judge this mother um, we all have something we could all judge about each other we all have multiple things we could judge about each other let's see ourselves in this let's make the corrections that support our well-being and the well-being of our children without pointing the finger or saying, you know, this mom's out of control. How come she's yelling at her child? We all do things of a dysfunctional nature in our parenting. That's just a given. It's just the type threes tend to get the brunt of it because we get loud, we get pushy and get aggressive. And so that is more overtly dysfunctional. But every, every type has their 
their dysfunction um, with their tendencies that play out. So we all get to look at ourselves with this. So let's get into how to connect and stop doing overs in your parenting. And I talked last week about um, the type one and type two parents that I gave some similar insights to. So go back to that. We're going to focus today on the type three and the type four moms because type one and type two moms tend to, as you'll listen in the previous podcast with that, where I talked about their tendencies, they, we, they tend to lose themselves and get kind of overrun by roles, family system energy, um, adapting, catering, uh, not being as energetically present with their families, where type three and type four moms can do overs with their energy to try and kind of make the system of the family work. Question came in from a type four mom. She says, Carol, I'm a type four mom. And initially I thought my four-year-old son was a type three. His facial features scream type three. And he was easy to profile when I first read the child whisper. He's very determined and has that push forward nature and he loves adventure. But in the last few months, he's become much more structured and rigid. He doesn't like to leave the house and is disinterested in outings I plan for him. He's resisting all of my attempts to encourage him in his type three nature. When I cheer for him, he gets shy about being put on the spot and tells me to stop embarrassing him. I've been questioning it, if maybe he's actually a type four and I misprofile him. Do you have any insights? Thank you. Yes, I think what can happen in the world of a type four mom is they get a hold of this information and they pour it into their very structured approach to doing things perfect and they're doing, you're doing overs and trying to parent a type three. And he's like, back off. I'm just like, it's overwhelming. Just let me breathe here. Let me be me. And your effort to be the perfect mother, which would be a natural um, choice for you, not even consciously, to now he's feeling it's too much. Your effort to be the perfect mom for a type three child is feeling like too much overly structured approach to it. So now he's kind of losing himself in it because type threes need kind of a let me roam free, you know, the no fences, just wide open range. So he's feeling this quality of structure that you poured this information into that now you're still operating in a very structured way and parenting him with all the right ways to parent him as a type, as he's a type three. So in your comment, um, he doesn't, he's resisting all of my attempts to encourage him in his type three nature. Type threes don't need encouragement to be a type three. I'll tell you that right now. We need, you know, we need a, hey, way to go, you know, nice job, awesome, that's it. Just a, you know, nod of the head, doing a great job over there. So maybe there's just too much of what you're applying. It's just, it's it's kind of, he's, he's being lost in the over- the extreme of your effort is what I'm picking up on. So just kind of, you know, just modify, um, make less effort in this cause. Let him just feel some free space to be himself. Let's go ahead to our phone lines and chat with Beth. Hang on, I'm bringing you on here, Beth. 
Hi, Beth. Hello? You're on the show. Hi, Carol. Hi, and um, um, I'm you're, a type- you're, today, you're today's giveaway winner. Are you a mom that dresses for truth? Yes, yes, and a well, lifestyle member. I'm excellent. loving it. Thank you. Wonderful. So you won a $25 gift card to buy some amazing type 3 products at the Dressing Your Truth store. And I love that you're yes. a mom that understands the value of dressing your truth. So thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, my question today is, um, it involves all my children, really. The thing is, a lot of times a to-do list is always running in my head or I'm just busy yeah, in my mind. I understand. And I'll find, <laughs> thank you, I'll find that I'll be with my children and I'm not really with my children. I'm, I'm yeah. in my mind and I'd love to be more present. Do you have a tip for that? Yeah, you got to put those on paper real quick and dump them, do a brain dump onto paper or a phone, um, a smartphone um, notepad app. Because the mm-hmm. thing is, they'll keep running so you don't um, forget them. But if you log them, you'll be able to let them go then. You've got to mm-hmm. literally dump them out of your brain and make no- note them somewhere. Bam, bam, okay. bam. I do that because I know my brain will just hang on to it to keep it present. I know if mm-hmm. I get it on paper, because I, I, there's, a, there's a chance I'll forget or, you know, I'll get on to, because I, I am so engaged in life daily, it's easy to move into something else when you want to make sure you've c- kind of captured that. So mm-hmm. I know if I'll just jot things really fast on it, I, I, I'm still like the notepad. Sure. Sometimes that's yeah. faster for me to just make some mm-hmm. notes. And then I know it's there and I'll be able to come back to it and I'm able to let go and be present now. Sure. Well, what if you're driving in the car? <laughs> I mean, I was driving Use for your voice with memo. my daughter. Use your voice okay. memo. Yeah. Great. Great. Because yeah. I've done that too. It's just, yeah, I it's have funny when you're driving for app. two minutes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. And yeah, I'll just I'll open my sense. my recorder in my app. I have voice memos, and I have a di- I have two different recording apps. But I'll just say, okay, note da 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 da, mm-hmm. and then and then I know I've captured it. Yeah, yeah, that's perfect for me. And I do have a phone that's capable of that. So, thank you so much, Carol. Yeah, and thank you. And enjoy your twenty five dollar gift card. Yeah. Yes, thank you so much. Okay, have a great day. You too. Bye. Thanks. Appreciate that question from Beth, who dresses her truth. And if you're a mom that's not yet invested in your dressing your truth experience, again, that's such a valuable resource to take care of a um, something you're you're just going to default to as a mom with the experience of clothing and fashion. You know, and the more you feel congruent with your outer appearance, with your true inner nature, the just more aligned you are, and the energy is freed up to really engage in life and and be available to yourself and your family. And so make sure that dressing your truth is a part of your experience. Just go to there. Make sure you've watched my free beauty profiling course and just go to dressingyourtruth.com forward slash free course because it's just the concept of the four types that actually existed. Dressing your truth and energy profiling was a body of work that I created previous to the Child Whisper. And there's a lot of great content to understand energy profiling in the four types beyond the Child Whisper. And there's um, 
my book, It's Just My Nature, the How to Discover Your Type of Beauty, and the online profiling course are all resources to support you. Now, I have another question that came in from a type 3 mom, and she writes, I'm a type 3 mom, and my father-in-law was diagnosed with advanced stage cancer last week. It's inoperable, and he's going home with hospice care. We think he has about two to six months to live. My husband and I are moving back temporarily to be with him and family until he passes. I'm trying to help my six-year-old type 2 son manage his grief over his grandfather. He seems to be struggling more with grief than his type 1 nine-year-old older sister. I know everyone grieves differently, so I don't anticipate that he'll handle it the same as her. But when he cries, he gets really embarrassed, and I can't comfort him. When I try, he pushes me away. At this point, I am not sure what to do. I thought showing affection with a hug would be the best way to help him, but now that he doesn't want that, I'm confused and a little lost as to how to support him. He will break down and cry with his type 2 dad and let his dad comfort him, but as his mom, I get nothing. How do I help him? You know, and and try not to make this a um, reference to your value to him as his mother. For whatever reason, he just feels that emotional connection with his type 2 dad, so really support that. And is there, you know, he's still a little guy. He's only six. Does he have a blanket, a stuffed animal, something that gives him a connection with being comforted that you can support him with? And and just let him always know you're there if he, so don't force it on him. Again, you're building trust with this little guy and let him just know, you know, when you talk to him, put your hand on his shoulder or in his arm and just say, mommy's here. If you need me, can I get, you know, if he had something he could connect with, like a blanket or a stuffed animal to just offer a soothing value to him, you could make sure he has that. And then notice from, learn from his dad. What does his dad do different than you? How can he teach you how to make that connection with your son? Ask your husband, well, what do you do? Or even just... Um, observe what do you notice that they're doing that you're not what's he saying how's he approaching him what's his state you know is he sitting is he just listening to him for a little bit but let him be your teacher because it's natural for your type two husband to make this connection but there's some things you can learn to incorporate even though it may not be what you lead with naturally, we certainly have the capacity to draw forth that energy because we have all four energies in our profile of our human nature. And you can bring that forward as your son needs it without any compromise to yourself. So learn from, from dad what, what he's doing. So the phones are open if you have a question. There's many people on the line. Make sure that you hit one on the phone to let me know that my producer will chat with you and bring you on to the show. So we do have another. I'll wait. In the meantime, I want to give you a um, quick update. I'm, um, the Carol Tour is about to launch in October. I'm going to be headed to Chicago, uh, Baltimore, and uh, Atlanta. That will happen the first week of October. I'm going to hit the uh Chicago, beautiful Chicago on October 6th. I'll be in Atlanta on October 7th, and I'll be in Baltimore October 8th. The seats are limited, so go to the best place to find access to the tour 
and to buying the um, $25. I've, we've priced the seats are only $25 for uh, youth and children. They're only 10 because I know people, I love to meet your families. It's such an honor for me to meet your families and go to facebook.com forward slash the Carol Tuttle and you will see links there to sign up for these tours. And then I'm going to be in Seattle on October 13th and then I'm headed to Austin on October 27th and Phoenix on October 28th. And I'm so excited how many people are going to be coming out and connecting. And you'll be connecting not only with me, I have a special message that I'm sharing in each city. And you're going to meet like-minded people that all have experienced great value from the resources I've been able to share with the world. So I hope to meet you in any of those six cities in the next month. My next caller is from 540. You're on the line. Hi. Hi, what's your name? Christy. Hi, Christy. How are you doing? Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, I have a success story for you. Yay! I love to. Did Yay. we talk earlier? Are you a follow-up caller? Um, no, we haven't talked. I've written in a couple okay. times, and okay. I'm kind of stalking you on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um so this is very exciting for me because I've been reading the books and doing the homework. Um, I have four kids, and we all homeschool. So um, I have a type 2 for daughter who's 12, and she is my oldest. Um, she's very private. She's just very quiet. Everything about her just says type 2. And um, before Dressing Your Truth, before I read the books and, you know, did the course and everything, um, I was very stuck in my four and didn't realize it. Um, I tried to put everything in a box. Everything had to be perfect, especially, you know, back then, 12 years ago. I was I was thinking, I'm a new mom. I'm, you know, I'm going to homeschool. I'm going to do this right. It's got to be perfect. And I wasn't really letting myself lighten up with her, you know, how I mm-hmm. raised my children, everything like that. So, mm-hmm. Well, thanks so, for your honesty in that. Oh, right. (laughs) I didn't realize it until I... No, no. See, again, you weren't, you didn't have ill intent or you weren't, you just, this stuff takes over because it's what's natural for you. Yeah. Wanted to do, you know, the right thing. There's so much information out there. You know, you read the books, Mm -hmm. other books, and you just have this, you know, impression of what kind of mom you should be and what kind of wife you should be and everything. So, um... Anyway, so what was happening was I started to notice, or even at a very early age, she was very private, and she was kind of pulling away from me, and I thought, well, it's, you know, maybe she's just little. She wasn't, I don't know, I don't know what I was thinking, just, I was giving myself lots of excuses. Sure. And then around age 11, um, you know, hormones started coming, and her body started changing, and I thought, oh, my, things are going to start happening to her. And I really don't know how to get through to her at all because, again, like, she was really close with her dad. But because I've had three other children since, you know, time, and she was just becoming more distant from me, and I thought she's going to go through some body changes and we're going to have to talk, and I don't know how to, you know, make her turn around and listen. to me. So, um. So I, after really working with all my children 
and letting my ones lighten up, relax. <laughs> it's okay. I can let things go. I started picking my battles. I started um, just working with my 12-year-old, like letting her sleep in, letting mm-hmm. her, you know, sleep with her blanket. That was like a rule that we didn't want broke. Things like that, just letting her be comfortable in her own way. And then mm-hmm. the fateful day came, her menstrual cycle came. Mm-hmm. And she lost herself in the bathroom. And I thought, oh, no, she doesn't even know, like, the first thing about this. And mm-hmm. um, she called my husband. And I thought, oh, no, please don't call my husband. Into this. And Tim came down and he said, oh, she wants you. And I knocked on the door and I said, are you okay? And she let me in the bathroom and let me be a part of that very, very private, special moment. And afterwards, I just cried. I was like, oh, yeah. Just, just for her, like, to let me in meant that she trusts me. Right. And I don't know that we had that before. So now right. she knows when she has a problem no matter what it is now, now she knows that she can come to me and talk to me. That's great. Good for and you. It's again, just you, you didn't amazing. ever intend to not have her trust you. So it wasn't about being this terrible parent. It was about uh, your parenting approach <laughs> wasn't working yeah. to create what you really wanted, which was a trust with your child, which congratulations. Thank the, you. The, that's Thank been you. put in place now. What a timely thing before she enters her most, you know, the period of development where she would have basically not turned to you at all and created friendships to have that be her support system. So you just, right. such a timely thing to happen. So good for you. Congratulations. Thank you. Sorry, I'm rambling so much. I'm so nervous to talk to you because I've been calling you for so long, and I'm really talking to you. I'm actually, you know, people get, I guess that's a good thing. It's sort of a respectful intimidation people have with me, but I'm actually, you know, pretty average. Well, once you get to know me, I'm pretty pretty, uh, cool. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. You know? People it's, people it's think exciting. I run a lot of judgments. Like it's interesting. Like I'll speak to this right now that you know, I hear chatter on Facebook and things going on, like women are worried what to wear if they come out to the Carol tour and I'm like, Really? Uh-huh. I don't I don't it's you wear what you want. It's what I teach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know? It's I'm all about like living your truth. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. Cause even even though it's like I'm a one four, I because I just had this conversation with somebody. I'll let you go right after this. But I just had this conversation with somebody on Facebook about how your secondary affects your, um, how you know, like somebody who's a 1-3 can dress differently than a 1-4. Like, nice. I like it fun and light, but I also like it structured. Yeah. You know, but Very somebody nice. who's a 1-2 could like it more flowy. Like, it just... Right. It's all how you interpret it and what makes you happy because the whole thing about me trying to, you know, watch other moms and see what they were doing and it's not about that. It's what makes you happy and what works for your family. And yeah, you. you have to remember that. And all you're trying to do is help. <laughs> I know. So I appreciate all the guidelines and yeah, it's Thank really, you. really Thank changing you. my family around. 
I, I'm glad to hear that. Thanks for calling in today. Thanks. All right. Yeah, I um, appreciate that caller's insights and how she's taken this information and really personalized it to self-understanding and understanding your family. And that is the key, that you'll get your own inspirations. Energy profiling is a way to view the world. I often say that I didn't create it. I just created a model to help see what was already happening, a framework to interpret natural expressions that are occurring everywhere. And there's many inspirations and unique insights that come to yourself that don't come through me, but they come directly to you and your behalf and your family because you're gifted now with that um, open mind and an understanding to receive that. And I want to give you a few tips um, for type threes and type four moms on how to connect and stop doing overs in your parenting. The two questions, the questions that have come in have been specific to those scenarios. I want to give you some more general guidelines. Um, we have a tendency to, as a type three, to push forward, to um, go for getting things done, managing. We're very drawn to the management of the family system. The actual, it's like a big project, you know? We like projects, we're very hands-on. So we figure if we do, do more of that, somehow it will even be better. And in the type, the world of a type four mom, you naturally bring structure, order, balance. And you just will default to, well, more is better because your natural tendency is to believe that is what creates the positive outcome you're seeking. So more of it will create more positive outcomes where if it's overdone in either case, if there's too much uh, managing of the family and everybody's chores and what everybody's doing and making sure everybody's getting things done and going to this, going to that. And the movement of your family is a very push forward movement. Your energy has taken over the family system. This family system as a whole suffers. So what is the movement of your family system? It needs to be a unique combination of all four of whatever energy types are in your family, really. And, and the ones you don't have, like I didn't have any type one family members in my family of origin. You know, it would have been helpful if we'd had somebody over once in a while that lightened things up for us. We were out of balance that way. We didn't have the benefit of a type one movement. And so even if you don't have all the energy types, you may need to bring in that, make a little extra effort to incorporate that into the family group energy. So with type three moms and type four moms, is your family, is your energy overlaying and running the whole family system? You're going to prefer that. You're going to feel that that's a balance. You're going to feel like things are fine. And they most likely are causing an imbalance to the other family members that are not of that energy type. And so quite often when parents say, um, it's, it's common that a parent will say that the child that's their same type is the easiest for them to parent. Well, this would make sense that in your family system energy is the family group. If the family group is running by your energy, that's the energy. If you were to profile the family system, what energy would you say it kind of operates by as a whole system, as a group? If it's yours and you have type one and type two other types, 
they're being, um, it's a disservice to them. It's an imbalance to them. And you may have a, a child of your same type that thrives in that energy. I also have heard parents say that the child that's their same type could be the most difficult for them because there's some shame there that their natural behavior will trigger that old shame from their childhood. The same behavior that the parent got disciplined for as a child, they're now getting triggered by their child's behavior that then, you know, triggers that old shame. And so that will be a dilemma. So check in if you're a type three or a type four mom and observe your family system energy. Is it just running true to your energy? What needs to be modified to allow the independence of each energy type being honored in the family system? And, you know, you're just still going to default to that a bit. It's when it's overs. Think of the word, is it, oh, is it too much? Are you doing overs? with your energy in the family system and what needs to be corrected to bring it more into balance. Take another caller before. Heather, you are live on the show. Hi, Carol. Hi, Heather. How are you doing? Excuse me. I'm doing well. I say amen to that about the <laughs> children that are your same energy type can be the most difficult, but I, for me, I know God definitely sent me two type three children, a boy and a girl, to help me heal and get over, uh, I guess you could call it inadvertent poor parenting when I was growing up. And that's kind of actually my question today. Uh-oh. Hey, bud, I'm right here. It's okay. It's okay. Um, sorry. So it's okay. My, Mother I'm, and I'm, the <laughs> <laughs> I'm the oldest of ten kids. Uh, he usually just needs a kiss and he's good to go. <laughs> um, I grew up the oldest of 10 in my family and uh-huh. I was definitely often shamed for my high energy and I was led to believe in my teenage years that I was too much and I needed to calm down and I had a problem and it led to me going into an eating disorder and struggling with depression and all I all along I thought, oh, well, my parents must know what's what's best and my dad you know I respect my dad and what he's telling me and my mom but my mom struggled with depression her whole my whole life to my knowledge and um I've come to realize since being out of the house I've learned about the dressing your truth world I I have healed and recovered so much but I'm currently really struggling with how to fully get over all of that Um, Because it was a very, it turns out, I'm realizing now, I was in a very actually emotionally abusive environment. And my mom's depression was, you know, due in part to some of her choices, but very much a domineering father. Sure. And I think Have you read my my book, Remembering Wholeness? Um, I started it. That's, I really do need to go back and do that. I started it a few about a year, year and a half ago, and it seemed like too much for me to handle, and so I stopped. Yeah, it feels like you're ready for that, though, to get more conscious about the family patterns, so that it's okay. not about um, mom or dad anymore. It's about um, generational patterns that they're just all, you know, cast into the role of. And uh-huh. your inner child—that's where the inner child needs to be the inner child work you can do 
to help heal the part of you that was wounded while your adult self takes the perspective of kind of the overall kind of dysfunction of the family system. So there's kind of two things have to be worked with when you're in this phase of your own healing work. The inner child is still, you know, feeling the byproduct of the dysfunctional family system. That's the part of you that you need to connect with. And I have, you know, multiple, the, the product that is the most, um, complete and helping you with that is called, um, if you go to healingschool.com, I sell a course there that's a 10-week course that it will take you through your inner child healing. Okay. All of it. It will engage you in doing the work of healing your inner child as a type 3 because it's the only body of work that I teach, energy healing, healing the inner child based on your energy type, and that's at healingschool.com. And then remember okay. wholeness helps you understand this kind of dual perspective of my inner child is still hurting from being a part of this family crazy and story but my adult self needs to kind of take you know be in charge of this healing path so I don't keep getting taken out so you create this kind of co-consciousness with this process that you'll see massive shifts happen pretty quick if you'll being a type three I'd invest in something because once you pay for it you're going to do it Right. I don't oh, think you'll get around true. to it. <laughs> Commit. Because what you're looking for is a level of commitment that if you spend a couple hours a week on it, you're going to see massive change in two to three months. Okay. Well, in the pro- in the course of that uh, two to three months, do you have recommendations for dealing with um, not trying to come in and take charge? Because I know I've been doing really well at setting boundaries with not – um, communicating in certain ways or bringing up certain topics that I know are going to be uh, yeah. kind of bring out that hurt. But I have five siblings still at home that are going through this same emotional abuse, and my mother yeah. is. You still, kind of you still need to say I. I would take care of yourself first because it won't. It'll keep recycling um, you in, casting you in the wounded child experience. You've got to get healthy enough. I wouldn't even go there yet. People, you know, okay. we are on a soul level, we chose these paths, we chose these lessons. So you just got to be know that their soul is over, you know, seeing their journey. And it, that's your inner child that's scared for them. That's your inner child that's angry. That's all that that's all tapping right. into that. And so really, you're not really effective until you get healthy enough that that part of you is not being rewounded over and over. And that honestly... It's going to cost you a few hundred bucks to buy the healing school, but it will get the job done. Okay. I will so definitely go to healingschool.com and start reading Remembering Wholeness because you're, you're in a place where you can do some deep healing that's lifelong and it's um, how that it will last. Well, then so. my last question, just wondering, do you have a perspective on how the energy profiling fits in with um, like uh, personality diagnosed personality disorders. And my only reason for asking that is, my I think after talking with counselors over the last couple of months and therapists, um, a good friend therapist, and hearing about what, the way I've described all these interactions with my father, she's very she thinks a recommended or thought that he possibly um, has narcissistic personality disorders. Yeah, and when I look into I, my, all of my, the character my traits, my father does. My father does have that. He fits oh. the diagnosis spot on. And so those are very difficult um, 
cases that you basically have to learn how to get healthy and hold your own and function to your own benefit and your families around people because that's a tricky one for people to see in themselves. They usually don't. Right. Right. So get again okay. the answer is focus on yourself. Getting help. Get get okay. healthy and stable for you and your family first. Well, I'm really grateful to know that you know what that feels like. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not a fun experience. Stuff, and it's hard. No, it, it is hard. So take okay. care of yourself. Thank you That's, so much. Yeah, thanks for calling in. Real quick, um, we're wrapping up. Go to the Child Whisperer. Um, .com to see the latest blog post, which is my special announcement about the Carol Tour with a special um, why I'm excited about it. So check out the blog at thecowwhisper.com. And then also you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. Just click the link in the copy of the show. That will take you to iTunes where you can subscribe and the weekly podcast will be sent to you. And make sure you like us on Facebook at the at facebook.com forward slash the child whisper. Thanks for joining me today on the child whisper podcast. And next time I'm happy to be here the every week to support you in creating a wonderful, amazing family. As a teacher, healer, speaker, best-selling author of the child whisperer and mother of five children, Carol Tuttle is honored to help you take the power struggle out of parenting and better understand the children in your life. If you'd like Carol to answer your question, call in next time or email your question to parenting at liveyourtruth.com. Carol invites you to learn more about the four types of children at thechildwhisperer.com and connect with her at thecarolblog.com. If you haven't read The Child Whisperer yet, get your copy through the Child Whisperer website and enjoy happier, more successful, more cooperative children. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.